Gentlemen, you realize what we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it, you've got! Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? Welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom, brought to you, of course, by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. As usual, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And this week, we go back to the MST3K world. Actually, our first trip into Japan with our podcast, so kind of exciting about that. We have a movie called The Prince of Space, made in 1959. Uh, If you haven't guessed, a sci-fi film, black and white. How did we like... Well, maybe we should save that for the end. Uh, opening <laughs> opening thoughts with this one. Had either of you seen the MST3K piece? Had either of you seen it with or without the dub? Nope. Um, I don't think I've actually seen this one. I've, I've, I, knew, I knew that it was an MST3K as soon as I saw the main villain. <laughs> yes. Because then I remember, like, oh, yeah, that one. But yeah. I've never actually seen it. Yeah, that was my tip-off to it as well. Well... Okay, well, that said, Zip, let's go ahead and get the IMDb description for this movie. When an alien force tries to invade Earth to steal a powerful new rocket fuel, a mysterious hero intervenes. Well, that's true. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So we open on Prince of Space, set to a uh, space backdrop, ships flying around, Mm -hmm. sci-fi ensues. (laughs) Doesn't. No, Jack. We we pan down to a weird looking model town, yes. and then yep. we proceed into this uh, window looking into this fa- like on, on this family as they're at dinner, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they then cut inside and they're all having basically the most expository dinner we probably covered on the podcast. Probably. Oh my god! Because the, the opening line is something about you know a kid saying, "I can't believe you made the world's best rocket fuel, Grandpa," or some shit like that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh boy, there's a there's a starting first line. Here we also see again, this is a movie, a uh, Japanese movie, so as such, we have a lot of uh, s- some dubbing. Some. Uh, <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah. All of it. 
is dubbed. And all the kids are dubbed by adults doing child voices, which is... Basically. And um, as we had with Santa Claus, where they at least took the effort to try to, like, uh, actually insert a scene of the translated newspaper, even though that ended up failing when they cut back. In this one, they don't even do that. Everything is still in Japanese. The characters write in Japanese. All the newspapers are still in Japanese. There are handwritten notes that the the camera cuts to it, and it is full-on Japanese. They didn't even try to to make up for the fact that... There's only one moment where we're in in a place where you see the... English words. You see coffee and ice cream in one place. Otherwise, mm-hmm. and and it was also I had subtitles. So did you add subtitles yeah. when you were watching? There were typos yes. in the subtitles, by the way. So I don't know if anybody noticed that, but that so pissed it was me off. Eng- English speaking voiceover, which mm-hmm. good with English subtitles. That is correct. Because yeah. which matched up perfectly. Yes, they did. Yeah. And and I actually liked the voices they chose for most of the adults. I did appreciate the voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was for, fine. Yeah, I I liked them. Um, the kids a lot. not so much. No, the kids were. The kids are rough. Yeah. And uh, Zip, I'm actually glad you brought up Santa Claus because this movie has a lot of parallels to that. If you really break it down, you know, a mm-hmm. space. It, I mean, at its core, you could argue that Santa Claus was a sci-fi film, and right along sure. with it, the entire film basically is a back and forth, one-off vignette of you know. Villain versus hero. Mm-hmm. Hero strikes back. Villain strikes back. You know, et sure. cetera, et cetera. And a couple other things, obviously. You know, the foreign film thing. There's, there's no African children in this one. But beyond that, I don't know. They had some similarities. Now, we learn in this opening scene that there is a character who has yet to be introduced. His name is Wally. And he has two kids that he's adopted. Mm-hmm. And Adina, you've already... What's up? It's fine. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. The kids' names are Mickey and Kimberly. Uh, Kimmy? Kimmy. Kimmy. And uh, Mickey, he has a very good friend named uh, John? Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, who is the scientist's son. Yes. Uh, what was the scientist's name? I can't remember. Mackin. Mackin. That's it. Okay. So their dinner is interrupted when they get some TV interference, and it cuts to a shot of a toy rocket in space. <laughs> yep. And I'm already asking, okay, so who's toy rocket Exactly. On yep, that's exactly what I asked. So who's, who's shooting this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who's getting this sweet camera angle? Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that comes up a lot in this movie. Yeah, how camera angles are are actually achieved. <laughs> and even one of the kids says, "That looks like a real rocket." And I'm just like, "No, it no, fucking doesn't." doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's like it looks like a toy on a like, tree. <laughs> yeah. Looks like something you find in, like the back of a Goodwill. <laughs> we then cut on the TV to the this guy. He looks like a penguin. His name is Phantom. He's of the planet Crankor and. They're basically invading the planet Earth, and it's it's here that Wally's character remarks that you know Krenkor, thats the ancient name of the Dark Planet. Pretty common knowledge, apparently. <laughs> Wait, did he say that? I thought the professor said was the that. professor. Okay, maybe I thought the professor said. That. Okay, maybe the, it might have been the professor, but it's like apparently. But it does, yeah. Regardless of who said it. What dark planet? Right. And, and an how ancient, do they know the ancient name for it? Exactly. So that means it has a modern name now. Right, but we don't know what that is because they never say it. Uh, it makes no sense. So and so, uh, yeah. These, these scientists basically speculate that they're there for the new rocket fuel because, of course, because they're like, you know, why would they come to Earth? Their technology is obviously more, mm-hmm. you know, more advanced than ours. So, what could we possibly have? And the- how would you? N- and that, yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the main issue with with the this plot device that drives the whole story. Is that the professor, 
has come up with this really high-tech advanced rocket fuel. The aliens from Crankor, who know how to speak in the exact same language as the humans on Earth, okay, so the, the professor speculates, and everybody just takes it as assumed fact, that, well, even though their technology is far superior to ours, my new rocket fuel is obviously light years better than theirs. You pompous bastard. How, do we, how does anybody know that? Right. Now, the, the bit about how the aliens know everything is explained later. Later, yeah. right. That, is, that does eventually get explained, but it has no... There's no way to explain how the hell this professor, no matter how smart he is, knows that their, their technology is more advanced than ours, but his rocket fuel is the best thing that's ever been created in the universe. Well, in general, that's everyone's... And that they're going to come invade Earth strictly for, for his the, rocket right. fuel. This yeah. entire movie, in, in every sense, is, is based around assumptions. Oh, yeah. And this oh person my God. assumes this, and then they decide to lead up on that. They just uh, jump to the... And, and it's the correct conclusion. Yeah, it's yeah. always the correct conclusion, but they just jump to it without anything yeah. to tell them... You know they're on the right track. Nobody and just magically ends up being correct. No one makes a mistake in this. It's like, hey, right. hey, I bet it's this guy. You know, it could, it could be the villains, it could be the prince, it could be the scientists, it could be the kids. Everyone's right on their first guess. Mm-hmm. So, of course, then again, you know, if you have second guessing in a movie that's ninety minutes long, you're going to have <laughs> a slightly more convoluted plot, probably. Get. So the kids are watching the crane course land, and it's like this terrible overlaid toy of this, you know, the, the spaceship toy over the city. And then the next day, they decided to all meet the landing site. This is including the military, the scientists, the press. <laughs> and the, the children. The, the kids, because the kids yeah, are... Yeah, the kids. Why, why not bring the kids along? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. You know, if there's like a he's, disaster... He's just threatened to annihilate Earth. Yeah, let's bring the kids. Okay, and, and at the dinner, they're always talking about Wally, who's adopted these children, right? Wally's a great guy. Okay, Wally is a who's great a, guy. Which, okay. had, had anybody ever heard the term boot black before? No. I had. You had yes. heard that? Yeah. I'd never heard that phrase. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is a boot black? Right. He's a shoe what is a boot black? He's a shoe shine. He's a shoe shine yeah. boy. That's but, what he is. But he's always gone. Okay. And he leaves these children with Johnny and his family all the mm-hmm. time. Okay. So they're waiting for Wally. He finally shows up. And then, and then he's always gone. So I just need this to be a thing yeah. that we know that Wally's always gone. Except when he's being a boot black. And then he's got the kids with him. Right. But then he leaves them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. So they meet at the landing site, all these people, and the spaceship just blasts them away. Uh, not all of them. I mean, the military pretty much because they're all just... Yeah, the military is the ones who actually are trying to advance in the field towards it. But it's this weird, like, turbine thing on a stick outside of the ground. Like, where's the <laughs> actual spaceship? A, that they call a periscope. Yeah, right. so is it just buried beneath the Earth at this point? Well, like, what the fuck happened to the spaceship? We have no idea. The spaceship is like it's in, in a ditch. It's, it's a, in like a crater. It like it, it, it didn't actually see it. It didn't actually either. crash land, but when it landed, it like went down into the ground. Yeah, we never saw it. No. Right. But they take him out with his death ray, which is cool. But we don't really see this thing ever demonstrated again. Like, you know, we see this thing blasting people left and right, whether that would be their individual guns or the actual ship blasting people. But we never actually see that effect take place again. So right. I guess they just blew their wad early. Womp womp. Uh, enter another toy flown by our titular character, 
And we actually see this one land. We actually see the scale model of this thing, which I was like, again, where is this? Where, where was the other toy when... Anyway. All right. So we meet our prince. Let's go ahead and describe this guy. Because it's very much a uh, a Power Ranger-esque costume with a, mm-hmm. with a uh, waist-length cape. And a replica of his UFO. Oh, yeah. Was that what that was? That that's what, what was? that is. Okay. Okay. And he's so got a- the little medallion-looking thing that's on the front that holds the cape to his costume... Yeah, it's a replica of his of his spaceship. Yeah. And he's got a mask that looks like a it was cut out from a poster board. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he's like, "Ha ha, I am the prince of space. I and will What is effective about his costume is that you really do not have any idea who he is." Yeah. True. Like he's just some jackass. He just yeah. shows That's up. true. You can't tell. You cannot tell who he is. And I got to give props because I was surprised by this movie and I mean I hated this movie so much, mm-hmm. but there were a couple things that I was like, oh, okay, you got me. Okay. And so the prince demonstrates his power because obviously the spaceship starts firing at him, and he shows that he's impervious to it thanks to his mighty fire starter. Seriously, I mean, it looks, it looks like, it looks yeah, like little, it looks like one of those long butane lighter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so when they fire a laser from the ship, but it's or from their guns. Right. He can actually make it. He can. Yeah. Yeah, it was like. He what, can pull what it out that? like a. Like a cat. Is it a cattle prod kind of thing that does that? Kind that, of, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, he can extend it. So and, and it is never it. explained. And when he shortens it, it turns back into like a little laser the, gun thing. Right. Yeah. It is never explained why he's impervious to their firepower. Well, not even with the fire starter either because there's a point later where they're firing at him and it's just going around him. And he's right. like, ha, your weapons are useless on me. And he says Which it he every says time. like ten times throughout this entire well, film. in fairness, they don't learn that lesson. They keep trying to kill him that way. That's right. true. So, so, but yeah, they, it is never explained why he, he cannot be killed, presumably. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So every time they fire at him, you basically see their laser go into his click lighter. Now... <laughs> The ship then departs because they're like, oh, shit, you know, we're running out of energy trying to destroy this guy, so let's just leave and then come back. The prince goes after them, and then the... Which is the plan every time, yeah. by the way. Are you saying this movie's a little redundant? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> yeah, because I'm saying it's extremely redundant. <laughs> this, this first time, the ship departs, and, like, as the prince is chasing them... Uh, the Crankor ship farts, and then like he kind of like passes out a little bit at the wheel, and then it cuts away. So the next day, the, the kids are talking about the whole event. They're like, "Whoa, the prince escaped!" But you know, this is really cool stuff happening. Also, I bet those guys are going to come back. You, you know, and I bet they're going to come back at night. And they're like, "How do you know he's coming back at night?" And they're like, "He's evil, and evil people always come around at night." That's a quote. Except that. The first time and only time that you've seen them has been in broad daylight. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and the only person who ends up showing up late at night is actually Wally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So there. That's a weird coincidence. Yeah. Hmm. So the Crane Corps track the prince to a factory where it's apparently his home base, and the kids follow behind because. Yeah. Because. Because. And so the Phantom then shows up in here with, with this uh, probably the dumbest weapon we've ever seen on this podcast, which is a bold statement so far. It's basically like a Nerf gun, but with three barrels attached to the front. Yes. And you think, okay, this thing's going to actually be something destructive and threatening. But no, because the Prince shows up and 
same effect. Just same effect, or no effect in this case. Right. Yeah. It, it's yeah. He shoots it at him. He pulls out his extendo rod, and <laughs> the bolts shoot or reflect off of it, basically. And then here we get probably the worst dubbed line in the movie because the the villain then realizes, okay, well, look, I just need to you know use some collateral against the Phantom. He goes, "Here's the laser cannon, sir. Good. We can't find him, sir. Listen, show yourself." Otherwise, we're going to kill some children. He says different. It sounds just like he's saying like a mm-hmm. completely different word, but they decide to like muffle a little bit in post just to make it kind of sound like children. Huh. It was a weird thing. But then the kids run off on their own. They're being chased by the soldiers while – by the Krenkors while the prince is dealing with the phantom. And they're all just yelling, prince, help. But they could not sound any more bored. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, help. The, the stakes are Prince. never high. Help me. In this film. Never. Until we get to the scientists later. But yeah. nobody's scared. The I mean, it, you've just seen a spaceship, for Christ's sake. Somebody has just said, I'm going to wipe you off the earth unless you obey me. And everybody's just going around. Everything's fine. The kids are thinking it's a game. And this is well, when I thought it was a children's don't movie. This is a country that is still rebuilding from a, a giant. Uh, radioactive lizard <laughs> attack. So there Unders- is that. Oh, okay. So they just because that, uh, that was that was just that was only like two years prior to this. So. If Godzilla so, yeah. showed up on this in this movie, this oh would my God. not be anywhere on the list. No, it would not. And I would have enjoyed myself. So anyway, can continue. We talk, can Sorry. we talk about the Phantom's weird jump? Oh my God! All of us. I wrote. Did he? Well, the prince just, made the same jump. Right. Yeah. But then I was like, did the Phantom just fly? Yeah. Like, we never get any sort of superpower-ish things from the Phantom. But, but with the Phantom, it's like, he, he's like, I'm going to come up there and get you. And, like, he jumps, but then he, like, turns into, like, a little, like, little, very like small. a little micro-machine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he lands just fine at the top. I mean, I guess 59, not obviously the highest budget movie ever made. But right. Damn, what? And, and up until then, too, the editing on this film was horrendous. It wasn't great. Phantom and all of them run away again because... Again, they're wasting their time on this guy. Apparently, yeah, he's exactly. Superman. Yes, and the prince gives Johnny an egg timer dial. Yeah, yeah it's an it egg is. Timer. It's a magic, it's a magic egg, egg, egg timer. timer. <laughs> and he says, "You turn this, and it will summon me <laughs> in fifty minutes." <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, cut to the scientists. Okay, so they're playing for this test flight with this new rocket fuel, with this new rocket that they have. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the one. Yeah, exactly. And the military and others are trying to tell them to postpone it because they suspect it might be a trap. Yep. And, you know, as because they guessed it might happen, guess what happens? It's a trap. <laughs> so the Crankors obviously attack, and they steal the formula to the rocket fuel, and then despite, like, this really dumb, you know, holding the kids hostage thing, Johnny somehow gets a hold of the egg timer again, turns the dial, the only time he does in the movie, mm-hmm. and the prince shows up like that. Yep. And then we get that same shit where the prince gets in a spaceship, chases after them. You know, they blow up the rocket, but the prince pursues them and fails. Yeah. He yeah. Just, yeah. Then we cut to a plane where, like a, an airline, and you get these nonchalant passengers who see this giant toy crankcore ship that I realize at this point looks like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> kind of <laughs> does, yeah. <laughs> like the back legs. Yeah. Yes. And they're just like, oh, no, w- wow, whoa, it's, it's, it's a dragon. What's going on? Another shot of this pilot in a, uh, in a small military plane. He was control of the aircraft, 
and we see a weird reflection of the ship in his pilot helmet. Well, he's he's searching for the plane. So it was a passenger plane that these other dudes are on, and they see the rotisserie chicken coming at them. They freak out, and then and then something happens. The the plane disappears. No one knows what's happened to it. So the military sends out this pilot, Captain Manicotta. There you go, to uh, to go to the last known area of the plane, and then when he gets there, the same thing happens to him. The yeah. the, the rotisserie chicken shows up, <laughs> and then he loses he loses complete control. He can't move his body. His controls start going haywire, and then he disappears. And the plane loses momentum, too, because it just stops. Yeah, it just starts it just stops. falling out of the sky. Like, without moving forward, it just no. stops in its tracks. It just starts to <laughs> yeah. fall. Air brakes. <laughs> uh, and then just some, some scenes where they just exposit bullshit. And then we see this uh, shot of the Earth, and it looks like the planet from the opening of MST3K. <laughs> and I just want to throw something else in there. We... we, we skipped over this but the professor before he went to the the rocket fuel test um he obviously has a driver he has a driver that drives him everywhere Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to point out i don't know if you noticed it or not but the driver had the car in the driveway and he was cleaning it when as the professor was coming out of his house he was wiping off the rear windshield with a feather duster did you notice that you don't do that i just happened to catch it i'm like wait what uh, rewound it a little bit. I'm like, yeah, he's 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 wiping off the rear window of the car with a feather duster. He's a, very a feather ma- duster. He's a very meticulous a feather duster. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, so the Phantom kidnaps the scientist. What's his name again? Mackin. Mackin. That's right. And uh, he captures him, and then like when he comes to, he basically pulls him into this chamber where he's like, okay, we're halfway between Crankor and Earth. Mm-hmm. We're heading back to Crankor. We're going to talk things out. By the way, don't worry about your servants. Uh, we we blasted them out of the airlock, and by now they may have fallen into a star. Which, okay, I had to pause there for a second. So we can only assume from that they've been flying for a while. Because if, if you blast right. something into space, yeah, with, it's going to lose momentum. Because it's, it's a space. Sure. The time it would take them to actually drift into a star would be... I mean, I'm not a scientist. Let's just say for the sake of the argument, centuries. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, stars for us are not that close. So I want to know so, why yeah. the scientist isn't dead. <laughs> I got nothing wait. for you, Jack. This movie was terrible. Their technology is more advanced There's than more ours. Advanced there. I just, you so know. inside the spaceship, which looks a lot bigger on the inside. It sure does. It's magic. It's a TARDIS. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, Maybe so that's just, how. We just went to Doctor Time. Who. Works differently yeah. on the inside of the spaceship. Well, we don't know how how far advanced their technology is than ours. We just know it's more advanced, uh, yeah, and convenient, more convenient than ours. Keyword. Well, that that's just for the sake of being a movie. <laughs> so the prince is pursuing, and this time they attack him with a collection of things, including rocks, smoke, and bubbles. Because we see all all three hitting the ship. The and meteorites. Well, the, 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 well, there is one point where where he, the smoke that's coming out the back is actually poison fog. Yeah. Right. He actually says that. He was like, get the poison fog ready. And then you see the 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 the, 
The yeah. farting spaceship. So it's caustic <laughs> vapor. It's out ca- is... caustic vapors first, then right. it's poison fog, yeah. and then they lead him through meteorites, which to me looked like sugar smacks. If you ever <laughs> yeah, ate that, <laughs> looked just like sugar smacks, and that seems to be what gets him off their tail. And the then meteorites. We, then we get more magic camera angles because we see the outsides of the spaceship oh from the crank core, but it's at an angle, so you <laughs> see the you yeah. see the princess ship in profile. So either he's way off course, <laughs> yeah. either he should have followed you or they have uh, i mean i don't know i don't yeah. it's it's magic so they return to crane core so know. let's describe this planet going on with it so we are greeted with uh, a, giant. a giant yes how let's let's describe this character because it does become somewhat important later he looks like what was the character on star trek with the big ears and the funky teeth oh yeah i know who you're talking about looks um, just like that no idea. Except no. the makeup is much worse. Right. Yeah, that's it. Fergie? Thank you. Ferengi. Yeah, yeah it looks Lateral just era. like a Ferengi. So, yeah, so there's... <laughs> so we see the ship coming in. Mm-hmm. And this Ferengi giant just sort of waves. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, my yeah, God. And then, and then you see this weird-looking compound castle shit. And then you yeah. see inside... And that's when I wrote, this set is so weird. <laughs> it it is. didn't make any sense. It's such an elaborate set for what is supposed to be this horrendous planet that they live on. It's like yeah. they got all the furniture from an estate sale in a value village. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, they have this all sort of ornate Baroque ish chairs yeah. and then yeah. and then like some and high and school it's, built like a, it's like a 16th century writing desk right? that that Phantom actually sits at. <laughs> like what? How does he have that? They right. have like wooden Victoria style <laughs> banisters mm-hmm. around the place. And then you see what looks to be like a high school built show set for a musical. Yeah. 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 It's terrible. Terrible. And then and then this is when we find out that the airplane that we saw had some other scientists on it. Now we never get explained what happened to the other passengers on that plane. No. And we never get. An, ex, uh, an explanation of what happened to Captain Manakata in his plane, but we find that he has captured five of presumably the Earth's best scientists. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah. are like the leading scientists from different institutes around the world. Right. And he he says to them, "I appreciate your coming, gentlemen." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wait for one of them to be like. Uh, not as much as I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, you kidnapped them, motherfucker. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? So, yeah. And then there's a lot more ha, 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 ha. And, then, and then did it not look like when he was at one of his ta- that he was given something to drink? Did it not like look like he was eating that drink? It was, it was very bird-like, yeah, which it, is kind of cool. No, I, th- no, I think he was trying to navigate how to get, how to drink it without sticking the nose, the bird beak nose. Let's talk, we haven't talked about this. We yeah, have not we talked have, about how they look. Yeah, yeah we they haven't look really. So, okay. So here's why they, the, the, there's like the, the chicken comparison that they make. The main prosthetic that they use for these aliens is, is like a nose. It's a human nose, but it's sort of shaped like a bird beak. Yes. That 
So you have the bridge of the nose, and then it comes down to the tip of the nose. And where our noses stop, theirs then go straight down into like a beak-shaped. Right. And then it comes back up the other side, and they have nostrils on the underside. Right. But yeah, that's, they drink out of cups like a human would. Right. Right. So, th- so, and I, so I think that's what was happening in this scene is they've got something, something in the cup that's making it bubble, and you've got the smoke coming out of it. So he was just trying to figure out, how do I make this look like I'm actually drinking it? I'm not going to because it would kill me. Right. Because there's no telling what they had in there uh, to make it bubble like that. And then, but not melt the uh, the end of his plastic nose off or whatever. Because here's the thing. It is so obviously a prosthetic, some sort of special effect makeup prosthetic that they created for all of these aliens. Yes. Because all of their noses are do the same thing, yeah. But they are not blended into the rest of the actors' faces at all. At all, <laughs> you see where the prosthetic is attaches around their actual nose, and you see that line, that division between this is foam, this is actual skin. Right. You you see it all the way around. They did not blend it. At all, and and this is another one of the reasons why I thought maybe this was a kids' film, uh-huh. because nobody ever dies. Nobody well, dies. They they vaporize the well, army. Well, okay, guys the do. army guys vaporize. Because remember, there's nothing left but right, their helmets. That's right. For some reason, but it's yeah. there's it's so the stakes again are never that high. Like it's so it's like a game. And part of that is because the kids are so, oh, my gosh, we're going to go see the Phantom. And we're going to see Prince of Space and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And, and the stakes are never high. And so that's why I thought, okay, so they're right. going to play down the violence because the fights were terrible. They're going to play down what these people look like mm-hmm. and make it obvious that it's play acting. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a fair assessment. It, yeah. it could very well be. Yeah. It just, uh, this movie sucked. And, and so the master plan, the reason he's brought these scientists together is because he basically tells them, I want you guys to go approach your world leaders when you get back, and I want you to say, hey, just chill out. Let us, let us take over. It's going to be fine. We're just, we're, yeah. You guys are smart. You can make it work. Yeah, we want uh, your rocket fuel. We'll yeah. give you all the technology you want. Just give us the rocket fuel, and we won't kill well, you. They want Earth, too. That's their... Right. They want, right. They want ob- so they, you know, everybody they, to obey. So they're like, you guys are smart. Just... T- Talk, tell them it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And just go think about it. You got an hour. Just let me know mm-hmm. what you think. And so the scientists, like, meet to go eat, and we get this pointless scene where, like, one of them, like, food rapes the dude because he, oh he's God. like, you don't want to eat our food. I'm going to make you eat our food. He when he has him. just said, yeah. we are not going to eat right now because the, the scientists are ready to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're ready to eat. Uh, we're going to eat. And then... And and the, my question too is why are they eating and drinking what the aliens have provided? For me, I'd be like, fuck no. I'd be a little I'm skeptical, not, right? So well, what else yeah, are they so going to eat? Well, I know, but you know, my first thing is mm, I'd be scared, and then sure. I'd be scared, and then then he, they're Skirt about to eat, and the guy comes in, and is like, nope, you got to go, and then he food rapes the guy. He's just told them that they have to leave, they can't eat, and then he gets upset at the doctor who is sick. Who can't eat? Which that turned out to be something like it was, it was like some kind of food with like mind control drugs or something like put I in think, it. That would make sense. I think, yeah. But there's nothing that there's no reason there's that, no that actually happens. Yeah. Uh, and they approach the Phantom later, and they say, "Look, no deal, dude. We're not doing this. So please send us back to Earth." And hey, surprise, surprise, the Phantom reneges and says, "Hey, no, you're staying here, bitches. I'm gonna 
blast you to pieces. They say, look, we have this something called, what is it called? An X radar. Yeah. And they send two of the crane cores to Earth in like a hearse. <laughs> they drive around like in a hearse yeah. in, in the, in the backseat, like using the X radar looking for this guy. And they find him. And it's Wally. Part of me wanted to go back to the very beginning to see if this would actually track. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to. Because having to watch any more of this movie, again, would have pissed me off. Mm-hmm. So that explains why he's always gone. But why the fuck would anybody allow him to adopt anybody if he's gone all the time? Because he's out saving the universe from evil. Yeah, he doesn't really have the whole Clark Kent thing down yet. No. Not so much. No. no. So, yeah. So they find out he is the Prince of Space. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's at this point... Where the Crane Corps mothership returns with the Phantom to make more threats, saying, hey, we're going to take over the world, deal with it, it's happening. And uh, then the kids get back with Wally to their house. This is the first time we actually see the three of them together alone. They go back to right. Wally's place, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, look, our bird, let's go look at that for some reason. He's going to feed oh, the yeah, bird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They go back to feed the bird. And they find this note conveniently stapled to it. Not the bird, the cage. (laughs) That'd be dark. And they're like, look, the Prince of Space left us a note. It says... They want him to go to Johnny's house. go to Johnny's house. Back to Maggie's. The professor's house, yeah. And and then Wally, again, just because apparently subtlety is not his uh, forte, he just says, you know what? A parent stranger left a note in our house. You should do it. Yeah. You should do what it says. I'm okay with this as your foster parent. And Mickey was like, okay. Because Mickey did protest. He's like, no, 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 we, don't, we shouldn't go. And then he's like, but you should go. <laughs> well, in, in fairness, the Princess Space up till now has shown better traits of being a father than Wally himself. So Wally makes a break for after the kids leave, and the crank horse give chase because they now know who he is. And then the, the Phantom actually joins in to help. So he's in the chase as well. So then, boom, da, 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 they're in a graveyard, and then the Prince of Space shows yeah, up in costume now. shooting up a goddamn cemetery. Yeah, and we see, like, some cardboard tombstones falling over. It was great. <laughs> and it's a group fight, hand-to-hand. Uh, the Phantom pulls up in the hearse, this lazy <laughs> firefight, because it's just them blasting at the, at the Prince of Space again, and him deflecting every single thing that comes at him. Boring. So they start to drive away again when they realize, we're wasting our time. We're wasting our time on the audience's time. And they start to drive away. And the f- prince starts firing back at them from his click lighter. And it just k- hits the back of the car casually and does no damage to it whatsoever. Cause, which is, again, like, how powerful are these weapons? Like, may- maybe the prince's space isn't invulnerable. Maybe it's just, just shitty technology. Yeah. Another redundant chase scene because in, in space because we get the smoke and we get the asteroids. Right. And the crankers get back to their home planet. They're like, oh, okay. He must be dead, but just in case he isn't, we have our giant to defend us. Yeah, unleash the giant. It's very good. So the Phantom then plans to shoot the scientists out into random directions of space for no reason other than to kill them, which... Why, just, why not just shoot them? Exactly. Just a waste of time. That's what I wrote to. down. Why? Because why? He, he makes this big show of this rocket that comes into the compound, and he's like, well, since you're not going to do what I want, I'm going to give you each one of these, and I'm going to shoot you into space, mm-hmm. and you're going to die. Just shoot them. Because yep. it gives them time to think about what they've done. <laughs> 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 then the prince shows up, because of course, right. and he defeats the giant by doing dental work on it with he his sh- lasers? Yeah, he shoots it in the mouth. Yes. Repeatedly. 
and that's how the giant that's goes how down. the giant dies nothing clever nothing no stakes to it there's no tension there's no actual fight really it's no, just no it's just him flying around and the giant trying to catch yeah. his spaceship but he's too slow and then he shoots him in the mouth repeatedly and yeah. the giant is gone and then the prince mm-hmm. continues in his ship and then the phantom fires a bunch of bombs over at the prince and he cuts away from his telescreen before we actually see the bombs make contact so we don't know what the fuck happened I mean, we do because it's the prince he can't die apparently and so his, their weapons have no effect on him yeah so he just says, you know, we must have got him. Have we heard that before? Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you know, if only he'd, he had done an actual penguin laugh, right? it yeah. wouldn't have, it wouldn't it wouldn't have, have bothered yeah. me as much. Right. Yep. But it just was... a ha, 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 ha. If it had been more, ha, right. Something. He was trying to make it dynamic, but it was boring. Which makes me almost want to hear the Japanese, the original Japanese. Yes. I do, yeah, yeah, I would like I to. Would, yeah. well. I would want to hear that. So the the of course the prince again shows up in person in the in the uh, castle and just fucking murders every fucking person in there. But when he shoots them, it's as if he's made them go deaf. Yeah, they all every time he hits somebody with his beam, they immediately put their hands up to their ears and then fall over. I called it a migraine gun. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Because he doesn't actually right. kill people. No. That's what the bad guy does. He's like, ah, my head is full of ice cubes. <laughs> okay, so then the Phantom's next trap, because again, this isn't getting tedious. and Right. right. He traps the prince in a giant colander. <laughs> Which he calls a griddle. Mm-hmm. Did he really? He called yeah, it, he a, called a, it griddle. a griddle. Yeah. Of course the chicken man called it a griddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is apparently supposed to heat, basically supposed to bake the prince. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and surprise, surprise, it doesn't work. And all in the meantime, we see these like goofy guns like coming out of the walls. That scene took so long. It took so long because it panned across the room to every single hole and showed every single gun (laughs) turret coming out of the hole around the entirety of the palace. That was unbearably long. And then, of course, the prince survives because. Because because. Because yeah. he's the prince. Their weapons have no effect on him. <laughs> so then the phantom then traps the prince and the scientist in a, in a jail cell. And they just start to like run off to go do their business while they just leave him in there. The prince escapes because he's a Mary Sue. Just blasts <laughs> a hole in the wall and ducks out. He just keeps hitting the door with his beams until it, it melts. melts. Mm-hmm. It just melts. Yeah, so he melts the door. Yeah. yeah. And he gives chase to the crane cores, and like he guns down a bunch more of them. They try to go for the scientists to hold them as hostage, but he just shoots them down like literally a firing line yeah. just down the road. <laughs> and then he fires. Then he starts chasing the phantom again. What happens to the phantom? Because that's when he meets his end, but we don't know how. Does he just blow up? It just the the palace starts. Yeah, it starts blowing up and caving in on itself. Yeah, yeah because they were he, firing at all the he equipment. Booby-trapped right. He booby trapped it. He booby trapped it. Bombs because he had loads of time to do that. Yeah. 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 And so the, the scientists escape and fly home and right. And so the he right. So he tells the scientists to get on the Go phantom's on the ship because that's the only way they are going to be able to get back to Earth. Right. And without him, and Correct. for some miraculous reason, they're able to put the ship on autopilot and get themselves home. They are the smartest men in the world. <laughs> they can figure out anything. They are. These are the, the oh most brilliant God. minds from Earth. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. And so they... he does, you know, one of the professors does create rocket fuel, so he should know how to uh, work a rocket. 
I'm just saying. I, it makes okay. perfect sense. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and they just escape and fly home. We get this outro narration. You know, the princess base will always be there. And then that's the end of the movie. It just kind of just stops. Yep. Right. So then. That's the end. The prince of space has just abandoned his children. Yeah, no, no he's, he's following them back to Earth so he can go get his children. No, no, he's not. Yes, Zip. he is. He's no. following behind them. <laughs> Do we he, actually see this? His, no. He is right behind them. I don't. I don't buy it. He is. I don't buy it. He is because they <laughs> saw him in the monitor, the unexplicable monitor that shows camera <laughs> angles got, from God knows where. They are like, look, there's the prince. They knew he was behind them. He's following them. But how long is it going to take them to get back to Earth from Crankor, wherever the fuck that is? Just to say, you know, because they say that he's going to help save the world, which he's been doing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, 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 will, I will take that under consideration, but I no, think that he was done. That was it. He was going to go save some other interplanetary race. So, yeah. This movie fucking sucked. Yeah. That's it. Let's go ahead and take yeah. a quick break and get back with some trivia. Did you guys dig up anything fun on this one? I, I couldn't find anything. The, and uh, the, I know it was based on a TV show. Yeah, that's all I really That's all this. I got. It's edited from a TV show and pushing on MST3K. That's all I could dig up. Yeah. Uh, I have no way of verifying this, and I don't know if the conspiracy theories are still out there or not, but... I just think if you've ever played the Legend of Zelda series of video games, there's a character called Tingle. Yeah. That's exactly what these uh, aliens are dressed up like. If, yeah. uh, and you can you can look him up, oh. Tingle from the Zelda series. I really do think because – and he's a really weird character. And the people mask? either love him or they absolutely despise him. He's been in like eight Zelda games. I think it started with Majora's Mask. It may have it may have been Majora's, but it may have been no, Majora's. But I, I think Majora's was the first time he appeared, and he's been in almost in some form or fashion in almost every one since. Like sometimes he just appears, like you see a doll in someone's house, and it's him, uh, or he'll appear as. Like, hey, I'm finally because he's obsessed with fairies. Oh my um, god! <gasps> and so the just the even though the movie's oh, in black yeah. and white, the outfits are eerily reminiscent yep. of Agreed. the outfit that he wears. Agreed. And uh, as well, and he does his nose isn't quite as long and right. deep shaped as the aliens in the movie. Because that'd be stupid. But well, yes. <laughs> But uh, he 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 has been known to have a mustache in some games as well, which looks which like the Phantom's the Phantom's mustache. mustache. Oh my yeah, gosh, I exactly. kind of love that. So anyway, okay. like I don't know if there are conspiracy theories out there, and if there are, get Let's a life. Start them. But uh, I'm just saying that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw them. Also, they never explained all of the henchmen. So you have the Phantom, who is the who is the self proclaimed dictator of Crankor. And you have all of his henchmen. So all the other people that work for him, his henchmen, all wear the same exact outfit. They have the letter Z on them. Yep. And then as a subset beside the Z, each one is numbered. So there's Z1 and then Z2 and then Z3, 4, 5, on up. And we never get an explanation of Z. Yeah, what that is. No idea why. Yeah. It's weird. Yep, it's weird. Ha 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 ha. 
Best line, worst line. Best line. Well, you know what? I did enjoy the whole exchange. I think he only comes around at night. Why? He's evil, and evil people always come around at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I did enjoy that. I have entire chunks of dialogue. Yeah, I do too. I mean, <laughs> as the best line. Oh, go ahead, do something. Okay, so when the scientists have had the night to sleep on it, and they try to eat something, and then they're forced away from their food, and they go back in, and the uh, and Phantom's like, "All right, so what's your decision?" Uh, so here here's what happens. Uh, the professor says. We are only men of science. We can explain the state of technology to our people, uh, the state of your technology to our people, but we cannot accept responsibility for making political decisions. And the Phantom's response is, I understand, though I cannot comprehend a civilization where intelligent men like yourselves are not Permitted to guide the destinies of their people. Does make your own assumptions, audience. (laughs) That was my best line too. That's why that is the best line in the goddamn movie. (laughs) Make Earth great again. (laughs) Worst line. Phantom thought that you know everything was going to be fine. Everything is cool. Um, Yeah, uh, Prince is dead. Whatever. The scientists are asleep. So he says. Give everyone four hours off. <laughs> I was like, what the? I'm such a benevolent dictator. Let everybody have four hours off. Okay. <laughs> That's it. And every, every other line in this goddamn movie sucks. Oh, yeah. And that was another thing I wanted to bring up. How they use uh, American measuring systems. Yeah. In their speech, the aliens do. Everything. Because a couple of different times they say, oh, that's only a few miles away. Well, we dubbed this. And that makes sense. I know, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, what did they say in the Japanese version? Did they use what uh, the metric right. system or whatever the Japanese use? Or did no. they have their did own they terms? use that unit of measurement? Now later on, they say miles again, but they do say in Earth miles, but that's the only time. Yep. So if they said it would give them four hours off, hours is a standard measurement of right. time throughout <laughs> the entire universe. <laughs> Really? True. Yeah. Okay. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. My worst line was when um, the the henchmen are back on Earth trying to locate Prince of Space, and they pull up on the sidewalk, and their radar tells them that it's this guy, and it's Wally as he's shining shoes. And then uh, the customer he's just been working on walks away without his newspaper, so he grabs the newspaper, runs across the street to give the newspaper back to a, to to his client. And then the guy in the back of the van, the henchman, leans up toward the the guys driving the van, and he's like, what happened? And one says, he ran away. And then the other one says, he came back. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all. What happened? He ran away. He came back. (laughs) End of dialogue. (laughs) What? What? That was pointless. <laughs> well, yeah. And then there was a, earlier they say the, the scientist Mackin says to his, his uh, other scientists, he's like, gentlemen, this may be our last day on Earth. And they just go. Everyone's nonchalant about yeah. the danger in this movie. What, what, was, yeah. what was yours? What was yours, Jack? My worst was the factory thing where they tracked down the prince to. And the phantom has his gun out. And he'll, he's looking up at the prince on that you know, ledge that he's standing on. And he says, you'll be a horrible example to anyone who opposes me. <laughs> so that means he's going to be fine? 
you're <laughs> yeah. Because if he's a good example, that means he was You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. What are we getting drunk to in this movie? Every time Phantom goes, ha 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 ha. That's a good uh, rule. Yeah. And the and then the bad guys fire on the prince and the prince says, "Ha, your weapons how, haven't you realized by now? Your weapons have no effect on me. Yeah. Next up, what did they do right in this movie? This is more of a potential one, and I think it's kind of a, a cheat with this. But if I had to pick something, it'd be... It, it, they had a kind of creative design with the crane cores. Like, I thought the... I, mean, I don't know if the chicken aesthetic was intended, but <laughs> seeing how, how consistent it was with their ship, with their design, with their planet to some extent, aside mm-hmm. from, like, the interior design of it. Right. It was there was some cleverness to it. Now, if they'd actually you know expanded more on that actual culture, I think it could have been a lot more rich. But obviously, that wasn't their mo. But right, I don't mm-hmm. know. I kind of dug that. It was much better once they actually got to their planet than when they were just hanging out on Earth because it just was just some bad costumed guys just running around empty buildings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give them props. I had no idea that Wally was the Prince of Space. So when that reveal happened, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. So I appreciated that. Um, I did like some of the voices, the vo- the dubbing. I, I appreciated that. I have seen a lot of black and white sci-fi movies from the 50s. I have seen a lot of Japanese films, especially of that vein of, like, superhero type. You know, the ones that we always make fun of. <laughs> Jed Jaguar. Yes. So it did not surprise me in the least that Wally was actually the Prince of Space. Yeah. that That is just a trope in Japanese sci-fi okay. TV shows that it, it's it's always going to be that guy. He's the one. So that, that didn't surprise me at all. I would argue that for a black and white sci-fi movie, this is one of the best filmed movies that i have seen the cinematography was well done because if you look at the composition of the shots and you think like some of those black and white movies especially from the late 50s the lighting is so bad you can't see anything see boggy creek think well think about of i accuse my parents right yeah yeah Yeah, the lighting was bad you're right i would agree you could see everything everything was very clear i thought the editing was terrible Mm -hmm. and um some of the camera angles were completely i don't think the editing was terrible i just think it was there was no like purpose or guided purpose to like they weren't they weren't trying for anything stylistically so it's just a so it's just a straight cut from we're we're showing this now we're showing this because this is the next thing that happens in the script. Now we're showing this. So, I mean, there was, nothing, there was no creativity whatsoever behind it, which made it boring. And that um, it was. Ugh. But I just, I, I think just looking at the shape of other black and white movies from that time period, they really did a good job filming this particular movie. Story-wise, yeah, there's lots of logic plot holes that there's no point in even getting well, into. I mean, I'm glad you bring that up because I mean, obviously they're competing with a lot of the Toho productions that were coming around the, around that time, you know, with Godzilla and, you know... I would, I, and that's the thing, and you, you will probably never ever hear me say this again, but I would argue there are a few of those Godzilla movies that are worse than this one. I would agree. Really? Godzilla versus King Kong? Oh, God. Well... 
we're we're getting a new one of those soon. Yeah, I'm with you there because I've seen I've seen a lot of the Godzilla movies, and I I'd rather watch this movie above those. So I I, what what so here's what I give them credit for. I think they were actually trying with this movie to make something that would be like the Japanese equivalent of the day the Earth stood still. Or uh, it came from outer space, or something along those. Some of those well-known sci-fi movies from the '50s that came out of America during this time. I think this was a, a legit attempt to try to be on that same level. It failed, but I give them props for they they really tried. It wasn't a rush job. They didn't just throw a bunch of shit together and hope it stuck. True. That you know. So that, that yeah. just that's how I'm looking at it. So. Sure. Yeah. So, what would you rate this movie, Zip, on the flaming cinematic turd meter? <laughs> For me personally, there was nothing egregiously bad about this movie. It's boring in sections. Yes, the action was not thrilling at all. It was just very lackluster. I give them points for trying. I think it looks good. Everything else was was not good. A lot, and there were parts of it that were bad, but nothing that just made me violently angry at it. So, on the whole, I'm just giving this one a two. All right, and there you have it. Wait, so. wait, wait. Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah, I had to scrape the bottom of the barrel, y'all, to find a hobo in a barn in this movie, and I have to give it to the giant. <laughs> 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 no kidding, yeah. <laughs> bottom of the barrel. That is amazing. Yep, the giant is my hobo in a barn. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Any reason of the fact that he didn't talk? He was just so cheerful. I thought at he was, the, when yeah. we saw him Until first, and then the and then he got shot in the mouth. Right. So yeah, he um, he reminded me a little bit of um of no of uh, sloth. Yeah, so that's why he's my hobo in a barn. There was a yeah, especially that that first time we got a close up shot of yep. him, and you see his ears wiggling, yep. and that's sort of what I thought. I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of Goonies, yay! Yep. So yeah, so he's my yeah. hobo in a barn. Just, <laughs> just the makeup is way worse. It's really bad. Seeing the makeup on the giant is what made me realize, ah, so that's why they didn't blend in the beak noses. Yeah, <laughs> because this person did not know what they were doing. Crankle, baby, crankle. <laughs> And that is it for this episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And next time, The Blade Master. <laughs>